You have reached the Cherry Club. Please leave a message after the tone. Bodysuits, jumpsuits, and onesies are my current obsession. One pieces is where it's at, people. Honestly, no effort. You don't have to worry about a top and a bottom that matches. You just throw the whole thing on and then you just get shoes that match with it and you're good to go. I recently bought this bodysuit from Aritzia and it has changed my confidence so much. Basically, this girl came into my work and she was wearing this like athletic bodysuit and I was like, oh my god, where is that from? She also walked in with her boxers, so she also had scary dog privilege. So one, she looked hot. Two, she looks powerful. I was like, I want to be her right now. And she was wearing this like athletic bodysuit and I was like, where the fuck is that from? I was like, you look so good, girl. Like, where is that from? I need to know right now. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen... The Aritzia Wilfred Divinity Romper. Oh my God. It is beautiful. The way that it made her body look, I was like, holy, I need that on me right now. And then the next day I went shopping and I bought myself this romper. I put it on. Instantly confidence boost. It is the best thing that I have bought in such a long time. And I really just needed to feel myself out in it. I can't wait to go biking in it and hiking in it. And oh my God, I'm literally gonna live in it throughout the summer just cause it makes me feel so good. It just makes me feel like I should be in Calabasas, but like in the best way possible, in the most vibey way possible as well. Like it just makes me feel like such a fucking baddie. Oh, it's so good. It comes in like so many different colors as well. I recommend you order online. I haven't been to the mall in so long, obviously because there's a goddamn pandemic but I kind of realized like when I went to the mall I'm like I hate the mall like I would rather shop online something about the mall is just so overwhelming and over stimulating to me like I hate it like I can't make decisions on the spot and especially because I'm trying to be really good with my money I don't want to like just blow it all so I try to like get whatever is on sale and I try and like rationalize if the price is good enough but like the LED lighting in a mall and like all the people around me just make it so hard to make decisions. So I'm so indecisive. Plus I'm like the super talkative person. If you combine my indecisiveness and my bubbly personality, like when I can't make a decision, I'm going up to coworkers in the mall and I'm like, so what do you think? I bought this dress and I don't know if these shoes will match. And I'm like showing them photos. Like I'm so talkative when I'm indecisive and I'm like alone at the mall. And I'm like, I can't make up my mind. Like someone needs to help me. I need like a visuals. I need someone to tell me if this is good. I need advice. So I prefer shopping online um, when I'm not under LED lights and crowded by people and kids screaming and music blaring. Like it's so overwhelming. I, I honestly hated it. What is it with malls and terrible lighting? Like, I'm not gonna wanna buy any of the products that are here because I have like this like gross, like orange tinted LED light like flickering on me. I know I'm ranting about like LED lights in malls, but they're honestly problematic. I hate them. Anyways, back to jumpsuits. Another jumpsuit that I've been really wanting to get is a Peachy Den jumpsuit. So Peachy Den is this brand and they have beautiful jumpsuits and they're like full body jumpsuits. Like the one from Aritzia is like shorts and a tank top, but the one from Peachy Den is like long pants and like a t-shirt and it's like velvet and it has like a zipper going up the middle. It is the hottest thing ever. And I just want to have it for the fall because in the summer I'm like, oh, I have these rompers. I have these onesies, whatever. Like it's just easy to throw on. And I want that for the winter too. 
Also, overalls, are you kidding me? Like, that's kind of the same vibe too. I have been wanting a pair of overalls for so long. Something about overalls, like, holy shit. I just want to, like, paint my room in overalls. Does that make sense? Do you guys catch the vibe? I just want to paint something in overalls. I follow this one girl on TikTok, and her name is Paint by Lane. Um, Lane spelled L-A-Y-N-E. And she does these really cool like paintings and it's kind of like pulp art. Check her out because I think her art is so cool. She actually, in all of her TikTok videos, she will like be wearing overalls and she'll be painting. And I just think like she has so much swag. Like I just know that she is genuinely a cool person. And I'm like, I want to be friends with you. I wish I could be you. I wish I could paint like this, everything about it. Also, me and my friend have been talking about like being pregnant in overalls. Something about being pregnant in overalls is just a vibe. No? Anyone else? Um, I know that like Rachel Green wears overalls and friends, but I think that's when she goes to see the dentist, not when she is pregnant. I can't remember, but I know there's this one outfit that Rachel Green wears and she goes to the doctors. The doctors or is it her ex-husband? I actually have no idea, but anyways, Rachel Green does a great job in wearing overalls and it looks great. I can't remember, I haven't watched Friends in a really long time. Also, in Kill Bill, I don't think that Uma Thurman wears a jumpsuit. I'm pretty sure it's like a jacket and pants, but they match really well, so it kind of looks like a jumpsuit to me. Anyways, I just think that like also full leather matching sets look really good, like a leather jacket and then leather pants that go really well together. That is so hot. Are you kidding me? I'm totally gonna, <gasps> now that my hair is blonde, I can totally dress up as Uma Thurman from Kill Bill. Are you kidding me? I'm so doing that this Halloween. That is the plan. If you are listening today, you have just joined the Cherry Club, the podcast all about being the woman of your dreams. So welcome everyone. Um, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about femme fatales. And I'm also going to be talking about the women of electronic music and what they have done to completely revolutionize music and help create a different genre once again, okay? I talked about Riot Girl and how they created their own music genre and electronic music. Yes, it was a combination of women and men, but I'm here to talk about the extreme influence that women had with electronic music and editing sounds onto tape recorders because it's absolutely insane and crazy how they did it. So going back to Tarantino, as I mentioned, Kill Bill, super cool jumpsuit, Uma Thurman looks hot as fuck. To be honest, I'm not really into Tarantino movies. Tarantino wouldn't be my go-to director, but I really like him for his girl boss movies. Um, and that being Kill Bill, I also really love Uma Thurman and Pulp Fiction. And I know those are like probably the most basic movies that he has. I don't really care that much for Tarantino. I'm just like, mm, yeah, I really want to see Uma Thurman because she is like my number one girl crush. Like that's all I care about in life. Um, my friend Hannah, I'm going to give a shout out real quick. Hannah is literally my soul sister. And we got really close during the pandemic and it was just so refreshing having such a positive and bubbly person around me all the time, especially if I just felt lonely at times, like she was always there to help. I just wanna say one thing that Hannah does and it honestly, like I've caught on to it and I think it's contagious because what Hannah does often is when we first started hanging out and she, we would be walking down the streets of the city and whatever or anywhere, honestly, and she compliments people 
like if she sees something that she likes on someone, she's not going to be quiet. She's going to compliment them. So let's say someone has like a cool bag. She's like, oh, that's a really cool bag. Like I've never seen that before. That's so cool. Or she'll go up to someone and be like, I love your boots. You look really good today. Like, and then you just see that person light up and it makes you feel good because I didn't necessarily compliment the person, but because Hannah complimented them and I saw their reaction, like the kindness and the joy and like the confidence boost was just like almost contagious. Like it just made me feel so good. If you think about it, like if a stranger compliments you, it just feels so good. If a stranger comes up to you and says, oh, I really like your outfit. You look so good today. You're going to remember that for the whole entire day. Or like, I don't know, for like a while. Like let's say they complimented your dress. You're gonna put on that dress again and think about how that random person on the street complimented you. And it's so different from catcalling. Like just a simple compliment can literally like boost someone's confidence so much. And Hannah was telling me, she's like, I love it when people compliment me on the street and just randomly give me compliments about small things. So I do it to other people because I know how good it feels. And anyways, what I realized is that when you compliment other people and you make them happy, it makes you happy. That's what I've kind of been starting to do. Like when I see someone and I like something about them, I don't like hold it back. I just blurt it out. I'm like, you look really good. I love your jumpsuit. Where is it from? When you compliment people, like you learn stuff about them. Like a few days ago, I complimented this lady's dress because it was just like this really cute, like floral summery dress. I was like, oh, I like her dress. So I was like, I like your dress. It's really cute. And she's like, oh, funny enough, I got this dress because I lost my suitcase in Jamaica. So I had to go to one of the small shops in Jamaica and buy this dress. And then I lost all my clothes, but I got a dress out of it. So I was like, oh my goodness, like that's so crazy. And I guess like when you compliment people, it like almost like sometimes they'll just take it and they'll be like, oh, thank you so much. But then sometimes they'll also like give you a story behind like the piece of clothing that they're wearing or like their hairstyle and whatever. And it's just interesting because that way it's like, you're not really getting to know a stranger, but you're getting to know like a small little aspect of their life and what happened to them at one point. It feels really good. And it's just interesting that like everyone has, again, like I think I mentioned this in one of my previous episodes, but it's like everyone has their own life and everyone has their own experiences and their own reality. And to know a stranger's experience or at least just one of them is just so cool to me because like, I'm never gonna see that person again, but I know that she lost her luggage in Jamaica and that's all I know about her and that's all I can interpret about her. It's just cool that I know like this small little story that happened in her life. I don't know. So shout out to Hannah for being one of the coolest people I know, for showing me the coolest things ever and for just shining on that positive energy and literally making it contagious because now I go out and I compliment people the way that Hannah does. And I encourage you guys to go out and compliment people and make them feel good and learn small things about strangers because it's honestly a beautiful feeling and it just is wholesome, okay? Anyways, back to Tarantino. So Hannah texts me and she's like, listen, you're coming over to my apartment. We're going to watch this movie. It's totally your vibe. You're going to love it so much. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what is this movie? And she's like, it's a surprise. It's not like a popular one. I don't know if you've heard of it. A lot of people haven't, but it's such a good movie and you need to watch it because I think it's totally 100% your vibe. So I was like, okay, like what is this movie? Like, I'm so curious. We watched the Tarantino movie Death Proof. And it's not a famous movie by Tarantino, but it is still really good. 
So before I dive into the details and the plot of the movie, I want you to stop everything you are doing right now, pause this episode, and go and watch it. Go watch Death Proof by Quentin Tarantino. You won't regret it. And then come back and listen to me analyze it and talk about how awesome it is. Okay? Do it now. Pause this episode and go watch it. So now that you're back after listening to my demands, let's talk about how amazing this movie was. In the beginning of the movie, it kind of shows like a bunch of different movie trailers, which is cool because it kind of undergoes like this 70s like drive-in vibe. So it kind of incorporates like trailers in the movie and like the trailers that you would see in like a theater. So it feels like you're watching it in a movie theater, even if you're not in a movie theater, because it has like that build up before the movie. I also think it's interesting how the movie is recorded in film. I think it just makes it so much more vibey to watch. Because of the way it's filmed and the old fashioned cameras that film it, a lot of parts of the film are like cut out and like staticky. So it leaves you with like this mystery and like this idea that something is going wrong, something is going to be iffy. Like I like how certain parts of it are like glitchy. So in the beginning of the movie, the first group of girls that you meet are amazing and you instantly fall in love with them. They meet this guy and he's like a stunt man and he has this car and his car is like death proof. He can do any stunts, whatever. So he drives back home with a girl he kills her in the car, and then while the girls are driving on the road, that's when he literally slams into them with his stunt car, and then they die. And then you're like, what the hell? Like, I don't understand. Like, I fell in love with these girls, and now all of a sudden they're dead? Like, where's the plot of the movie? Where is this gonna go? Like, I don't understand. Those were like the main characters that were just introduced. Just when you think you fell in love with like the group of girls that were targeted by the stuntman, there are also another group of girls that are on the serial killers list. What the stuntman doesn't know is that in this group of girls, two of the girls are stunt women. They are able to drive cars as fast as he can. They are able to pull off all these crazy like tricks and he's a stunt man and he thinks that, oh, like I have this like indestructible car and I know all these stunts and blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't know that the next women that he targets are equally as good as stunts as him and they could easily one up him. These group of girls are talking at a restaurant and they're saying how they want to get a car and try out this new trick. So one girl is like a stunt driver that can do like these crazy car tricks. And the other one is like a stunt woman who can get out of the car and like fling her body on the top of the car while it's literally going like 100 kilometers per hour. Basically, they go up to like this farm, they try out this car, they're like, hey, can we just like take your car on a test drive? They take the car on the test drive and they do these like crazy stunt tricks. And then the stunt man that murdered the first group of girls starts following them. There's a stunt woman driving the car and then one of their friends is sitting in the back who is just witnessing everything and then the one that's doing the tricks is like hanging outside of the car. So they're just doing this, they're having fun. They're not expecting someone to come and just murder them and start and like attack them. But then the stunt man was following them and then he goes and he starts slamming their car and whatnot and trying to like kill them by basically like crashing into their car. These girls are literally stunt women and he's a stunt man. So it's like, so it eventually turns into kind of like this battle of the sexes. And these girls are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, why is he trying to kill us right now? This girl is like hanging off of a car going a hundred kilometers an hour while simultaneously having the death proof car hit their car multiple times and like make her like basically fly off of the car. 
So then eventually it's like this whole entire like fight and they get really mad at him. And they're like, let's kill this motherfucker. Like, what is he doing trying to kill us? There's this one scene where eventually his car goes down on this like grass field and he's having like a really hard time driving it. And the stunt girl takes a metal bat and starts beating the car, starts beating the guy with this metal bat. Then eventually at the end of the whole entire like car fight scene, he's like, like he's laying down on the floor after these girls hit him with a metal pole and like totally beat him up. And it's so gory. And I love the last scene of the fight because one of the girls in the group just like kicks him with her cowboy boot. And I'm like, oh, that is so powerful. Just like, screw you. You just killed a group of women. I'm literally going to kill you. And then I'm going to stomp on you with my cowboy boots. And that's like the last scene that you see of those girls like killing off the guy. Like that's how it ends. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. And it's just like such a badass movie. And the female energy in that movie is just so good. I kind of just like the way that Tarantino portrays women in his films like that, especially in Death Proof. I was like, yeah, like girl boss to the max. And I just loved it. After I watched that movie, I went and I bought like dice to hang up in my car. And then I also got a keychain that says girls rule. I kind of just like that because if anyone were to see me like holding my keys and they were to read like, let's say my keychain or whatever, they would just see like girls rule. I just feel like it's just a saying that I kind of just like, like having around me and I like holding and just showing off. I don't know. I just think it's badass. So speaking of femme fatale and girl boss and all that stuff, Hannah also showed me the introduction of a James Bond movie and it's basically a motion graphic of a girl like pole dancing on a pistol and then I said to Hannah I was like something about a girl with a gun and she was like that is the most Republican thing to ever come out of your mouth and it's true like that sounds so Republican like something about a girl with a gun just to be clear um this is 100% not a Republican source I, if you can tell it is actually quite the opposite I don't know I just thought it was funny but honestly yeah something about a girl with a gun like I'm sorry like a girl pole dancing on a pistol like one it's like hot and beautiful but it's also dangerous I'm like oh my god I love it so in honor of death proof and the whole entire femme fatale trope. I wanna talk about some femme fatales throughout history that I just think are really cool. So number one, of course, I want to talk about Cleopatra. Cleopatra literally took over the Roman Empire with her fucking beauty, okay? She was able to kind of sabotage the Roman Empire that way. So she was this extremely powerful ruler, but because she was a woman, she was able to lure Julius Caesar in in a way that no one else could or no other leader could. And so what she did is she rolled herself up in a carpet and then made someone leave her in Julius Caesar's room. So then Julius Caesar walks into his room and all of a sudden this rolled up carpet out of it comes this beautiful Egyptian woman. She just rolls out of the carpet in front of Julius Caesar. And I just thought like, that is so genius because like, of course, like you would never do that now. Like we don't live in ancient times, but like imagine if like a guy walks into his room and all of a sudden, like you just unravel out of a carpet. There's this beautiful woman that rolls out of a carpet with bold, dark eyeliner. Like you'd be like in love. You would instantly fall in love. It would be craziness. I mean like genius, it was genius. Like how could he not fall in love with her? It was just amazing how she did that. Also recently I heard about the story or legend of Lady Godiva. 
She's not from the ancient times, but she is from the 13th century. And basically her husband, his name was Leo Frigg. He was in charge of the taxes in the Coventry and how much taxes people had to pay. Lady Godiva saw how much taxes people had to pay and she kind of felt bad for them. And so she went to her husband and was like, why are you charging the poor peasants in the Coventry this immense amount of taxes? Like, what the fuck? And basically she was like, if you don't charge them less taxes, I'm going to ride a horse naked around the town. And he was like, what? Because Leo Frick, her husband, didn't change the taxes of peasants, she actually did it. She went on a horse and she rode around town naked until her husband lowered the taxes. And so when she did this, apparently everyone in the town was asked to like shut their blinds and like not go outside and all this stuff because she was gonna ride around on a horse naked. Like, it's just so crazy. And even in the 13th century, like, that was probably so frowned upon for like this beautiful woman who is married to like someone who charges people taxes is like a wealthy person like not a peasant is going out and riding naked and rebelling against her wealthy husband i just think oh my goodness it was amazing it was a protest against capitalism at the time like literally screw you and your taxes and your system if you're going to be doing this to my people i'm going to make you feel sick to your stomach and i'm going to ride around naked the female energy like the power that she had like all she had to do is just take off her clothes and that's it and that would be threatening enough like are you kidding me crazy story i just thought it was funny because it's kind of like me and the girls hate capitalism. Me and Lady Godiva hate capitalism. I don't know. I just think the story is amazing and super cool. And I just wanted to mention those two because they're my favorite. Cleopatra and Lady Godiva, femme fatales and that female energy. With their body and with their energy and femininity, they are able to kind of like overpower the man and manipulate him and kind of like his natural instinct and desires in a way to like get ahead. And I don't know, I just think it's very interesting. But I also want to mention women in electronic music and female energy in that sense, how us women are able to literally put people in a trance. So for example, like Cleopatra's dark eyeliner and Lady Godiva's naked body on like a fucking horse, but also how women in electronic music were able to find out a way to make sound from energy. Like electronic music, it's like when you see these women play these electronic instruments, it literally looks like they're just playing like something in midair, like they're just moving their fingers and it's just playing something or they're touching like a tape and it's ongoing and it plays like this very like intricate sound and it just kind of puts you in like this trance and you're like, what the hell is going on and how did she do that? And it's just crazy how I don't really think we ever talk about like women in music history. I guess women realize they're like, okay, well, it's only male composers and they want us to play these like classical pieces. So what can we do to break the silence? Men are expected to be these talented, crazy composers. And the only people that I can look up to is like Mozart or like Beethoven and they're all men. As women, what are we supposed to do? What do we have? Who do we have to look up to? And so the rise of women in electronic music started. They were like, we're gonna make our own sounds. We're gonna make our own music. And this is gonna be the sound of the future, the sound of a revolution. Electronic music is where it's at. So one of the most fascinating parts of the documentary, Sisters with Transistors, 
was seeing Clara Rockmore play the electronic instrument called the theremin. And now the theremin is probably one of the most magical instruments I've seen in my whole entire life. Go on YouTube right now and search up Clara Rockmore playing the theremin. It's absolutely mind-blowing. So Clara Rockmore in the 1930s was a professional violinist, but she wanted to expand her knowledge in music, so she began playing the theremin. People at the time instantly fell in love with Clara Rockmore and her talent because when you see her play the theremin, it's absolutely crazy. So the way the theremin works is by generating electromagnetic fields around two antennas. So basically when people play the theremin, they move their fingers in between the two antennas and then they create these electronic sounds between an electromagnetic field. And it's so crazy to see someone do that. And Clara Rockmore is such an amazing woman that became famous for that. Music was seen as this highly intellectual thing and a lot of women struggled to be successful within the music industry at the time. A lot of women were like, well, I'm not going to be successful in classical music, so I might as well make my own kind of music. So basically, women were breaking their silence by creating electronic music. Society didn't really consider it as music. So even though it wasn't considered music, women still found ways to be extremely successful with this genre. And a quote that I really like from the documentary is, nobody could tell me what to do they didn't even know what I did. And I wanna talk about Susan Ciani, and she is absolutely crazy as well. She's well known for producing music for a lot of television commercials and different sound effects. So I think it's really important to understand where this electronic music stems from. Women throughout history were able to make sounds just by energy. Like, again, female energy, it's absolutely crazy what we can do and what women have come up with through the years with electronic music. From drawing on tapes and playing it back to playing the theremin, it's truly crazy how it all works. So anyways, this brings me to this episode's music recommendations. Number one, I'm going to recommend the song Femme Fatale by Nico. I just wanna mention how much I love Nico. Um, I think she has a very unique voice and when she sings it's very raspy, but it's also very soothing. Next, I'm going to recommend the whole entire Death Proof soundtrack. It is so good. A song in the soundtrack that I really like is Down in Mexico. That song is so good if you're driving down a country road. I like listening to that song when I wear my cowboy boots and a flowy dress. It just makes me feel very fun and cool. So I recommend that song Down in Mexico by The Coasters. It's super good. Next, I'm going to recommend the song Baby Forgive Me by Robin. That song is great for if you're having a dinner party and you just want something to play in the background. It's very relaxing. It's very good wine sipping music. I highly recommend it. And finally, I'm going to recommend the song Rain Girl by Yeji. That song is phenomenal. It makes me feel like the hottest bitch alive. It's such a good club song. It's a good party song. It's a good driving song. It's Honestly, for any occasion, I love that song. Anyways, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will see you all very soon.